I've been told to start recording everybody by Eli, so I am. Good. What do you have to, can, I, can I just start by saying, um, you mentioned just a minute ago that Cheap Show's not for everyone. Yes. I think I found someone who is that part of the everyone, or the no one. The no one, oh God, uh, you hurt my brain already. Yeah, good. Part, part of the, 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 the part, everyone. <laughs> shut up. Who it's not for. Part of the I, everyone I who it's not s- for. Someone took the effort to go onto iTunes. And they're part of the everyone that it's not for, yeah? Yeah. Right. And uh, voiced their opinion. And I think, as for all the balance in the world, we must report fair and okay. balanced news. Just hit me with it. I can, ha- I can hack it. I'm a One star. That's where we start with. One star. Mm-hmm. We've been there before, Paul, haven't we? <laughs> Read the other reviews. And oh. Dull and unfunny and just rotten. Play this at a party when you want people to leave. It will work. Oh, and saying swear words over again don't make comedy. Does it not? Does it and not? Does it fucking cunt, 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 <laughs> not? not. Fuck, 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 cunt, uh, cunt, cunt, not. Fuck off. Piss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does it not? No. Oh, they told us, Paul. Well, I just thought for balance it was worth, you right. know, commenting well, on. That's quite those. depressing way to start the show, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Do the, do the intro. Okay, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. It's Eli Silverman and Paul Gannon. It's another episode of Cheap Show from the House of Pickles. Here we go. I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. People love noodles, right? It's a fact of Cheap Show you're going to have to fucking accept. Noodle time. How's the pick going? The price of shite! This is Paul Gannon saying hello. Eli Silver. Welcome to Team Show. I'll go and I nuzzle. And we're back in the room, acceptable. everybody. Acceptable. 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 <laughs> acceptable. Right. Life uh, may change us, but you'll never change us. We ain't never gonna be acceptable. <laughs> acceptable. Respectable was the tune, Mel and Kim. Yeah, great tune. Fucking and, uh, love was Mel it, and Kim. Was it an urban legend that Mel was a a glamour model? model? I don't know. Never heard it. This is the first I'm hearing... That one of them it was one of those things I heard it said various people tell me over the years whenever that song is mentioned. Like they, who? They had other hit records, but yeah, they did. Can you remember showing out? That is. Oh yeah, that's only takes a moment to feel alright. That's good. I like. Yeah, that. yeah. see, they were part of the uh, Stock Egan and Wartman thing, weren't they? So one of the most successful acts, I'd say, on their roster. Yeah, before they lost Kylie. Yeah. to artistic expression. She was like, I ain't going to sing no more of your candy floss bullshit pop. I'm going to go out there and sing Abide With Me. No, Abide By Me. Abide. What's that one where she's at all slow? Wild Roses. No. I, I like that one, though, as well, well. That was her real sort of I'm cool was it? moment. Yeah. yeah. I guess she it was. She was very smart. She must have very a very good manager if she didn't think of it herself. Do you like Kylie? Not really. I don't think she... No. Well, that's the latest Kylie talk. <laughs> Done and dusted on Cheap Show. She was in the studio the other day, wasn't she? What, House of Pickles? <laughs> yeah, Cardi was in it. I, was like, I don't care for you much. Stop grinding your arse, love. You're grinding it into me plate of pickles. She's got no respect. No respect. She's nudging Chutney all over the shop. <laughs> That's the latest album, I believe. Nudging Chutney. 
Oh, oh dear. Oh, dear. Oh, what larks we have on Cheap Show. Um, so what? I mean, it's uh, looking a bit bare, the actual lineup of this Cheap Show, no, Paul. we're doing things a bit... You... This is alfresco. <laughs> it's not. It is. We're doing an intro. That's what we're doing now. Okay. And then next, we've got a Tales from the Shop Floor. We've had quite a few in, so we're just going to oh, randomly grab an email. Okay. Um, uh, if we don't read yours out, it's not because we don't like it. It's probably just because I've not read it yet or I've he lost it. He hasn't read any of them. I, Let's be honest, Paul. You, you're going to edit some. as we do it. It's I the way we work here. We'll read it. If it's got you know, legs, we'll keep going. And if, if it hasn't got legs... We'll stop. Well, there you go. There. And then we've got Cheap Eats. I've got a selection of snacks today that... Wait, what's wrong? <laughs> what do you mean, what's wrong? I don't know. Your face looked like literally petrified with fear. You to stop speaking, so that's when I start speaking. It's like well, I concentrate. But why do you look so frightened? <laughs> I don't know. Seriously, genuine terror in your face. I don't know. Anyway, we're doing that. Uh, and then we're going to end on a list of uh, history's most famous misers. Ah. So I thought we'd go a little rundown of uh, people from the past who were tight-fisted and of the penny-pinching uh, variety. variety. Yes. So that's going to be Cheap Show today. Should be a lovely one. Yes. Um, how are you? Oh, thank you for selling out two shows, by the way. We've sold out both of the shows on the 14th of August. That is very nice. It's going to be two good shows, or one really good show. And, and one, one slightly less good. Yes, show. with lower energy. I don't know. We might just lose I our might shit. I have a Red Bull in the, in the half-time. I'll, I'll buy you some of that. Ready to go. Black again. rat energy drink, or whatever it is you drink. What black rat? Isn't it like one you get with a rat on the front? Have I imagined that? Like totally energy... imagined it, yes. It was a dream you had. Oh. What was on the back? Nothing. Picture of your mum putting a cucumber into an oven. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that even fucking mean? <laughs> well, it's what dream it logic. Mean? It doesn't mean anything. It's dream logic. That's the point. Why would I dream of my mum putting a cucumber into an oven? No, it, you dreamt that I was drinking a can of made-up energy drink, yeah. totally from your imagination, called Black Rat. Something Although like that. I like that. That's good. It's, quite, <laughs> yeah. it's very metal. Yeah. It, uh, you know. Black, wa- Black Rat energy drink. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then I said, humorously, <laughs> yeah. is there a picture of your mum on the back of the can in the dream no. of her putting a cucumber into an oven? No. Just, you know, ingredients. I would, li- I would like to see... A middle-aged lady that wouldn't have to be your mum putting a cucumber <laughs> into an oven. <laughs> Any old, this could be a new kink for you. Yeah. Well, good. Fully clothed. Yeah. No, 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 no smut. No, no smutty business. No dirty. Just a business. very particular type of photograph. Who cooks cucumbers? No one. No one. Have you ever had a cucumber in a cooked dish? It's like a fucking. Have, I don't know. It's a fucking travesty. And while I'm on, uh, here we go. <laughs> while I'm on, yeah. While you're on, <laughs> good. Uh, on the subject of vegetable controversies, yes, you know I've had I've defended iceberg lettuce in the past because everyone's poo pooed it. So I've, yeah, I've stood up for it. You thought it was the underdog, yeah, because it's a fucking fantastic thing. Yeah, I've got a new champion. Oh, uh, here we new go. vegetable I'm champion. Very exciting times on celery. Show. Celery. What are your thoughts on celery? Yeah, see, look, I can tell you want to say you hate it, don't you? <laughs> I don't you? hate it, You but... want to say you hate it because you want to conform to what everyone else, you know, drums into you from anything. an early age. I've not said anything. You've programmed, programmed with celery and animosity. And I'm sick of it, Paul. And it's not just you. I know I'm focusing my eye on <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, and but... I'm trying not to look at you. <laughs> it's not just you. Celery needs to come back up in everyone's estimation because it's it's not only is it delicious. It's not. It is a... a Flavour in its own. Yeah. It has a whole whole domain of flavour that is only celery. That's what I'm going to say for now. <laughs> Good. Well, if you've got any hard and fast opinions on celery, why don't you go to our Reddit page and start a celery page? 
Well, is that your response? Yeah. That's your token I'm gonna throw it out gesture, to the audience. make a salary page. Is everything I bring up, you just go, oh, go, I'll make a fucking Reddit page. <laughs> yeah. No. I want change. I want you to be the change I want to see. Joking. Make celery great again, <laughs> yeah. everybody. Yes. Make celery great. Parentheses and iceberg lettuce. Yes. Yes. Those are the two, but there may be other champions. I've never seen you this passionate about anything like this before. I'm sick of people saying celery shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. I forgot to press record right, again. Come on. Well, let's sorry. do that story. Shall I do it? You, you, don't, you don't have the professionalism to do this. I'm re- very sorry. We were recording Tales from the Shop No one floor. wants to know, Paul. No one wants to know about this. And I you fucked, fucked up. I'm sweating. Give me the story. I'll read it. I'm really sorry. From where? The whole thing about when I got Keith out of the mug. and Yeah, yeah. when you got Keith out and I nearly vomited <laughs> right, I'll again. Do no, don't do it again. <laughs> I'm going to do it again. Don't do it again. It well, let's imagine, you... imagine, if you will, The dear, problem listen. was imagining it is what set me off. So I'm trying not to think of you opening Keith's jaw and then going, Bleh! Because it smells funky. <laughs> okay. The upshot of all of this, Paul, is we have our first dead pet story. Well, we, no, we've had our third. This is our third. Remember the first one was the mystery bag and he just put it straight in the bin. And then the second story was the girl who found the dead dragonfly or something and kept it in a glasses box. Oh, yeah. You it wasn't a pet, remember. really, but it was like, no one keeps a pet dragonfly. No, she sprayed it with disinfectant every day to keep it moist, but then she had to throw it out when the wings and the eyes Why did off. she keep it moist? Why can't I remember things in my own life? <laughs> yeah, it was only like two weeks ago. <laughs> All right. So anyway, we have, we have another, and I'd another. like you to read it this time. Sponsored by Keith. Sponsored by, yeah, Keith. Another Pet Cup story sponsored by <laughs> Keith. Thank you. So uh, I'll let you read this one out. Because we could just read out new ones, but we like this story. This so. is good. So here we go. Get comfy, everyone. This is from Shauna. I'm going to pretend to react surprised at certain points throughout okay. the story, Okay. Hello, Paul and Eli. Hello. So the other day, Eli mentioned wanting a pet corpse story. I have one. Here it is. Now, this is a story I was told on my first ever day <laughs> volunteering at a local charity shop. Are you listening to a hip-hop beat in your head as you read that out? Because yeah. I had a certain rhythm. I was listening to yeah. a body. It I sounded was like the beginning of the fucking... Now, this is the story, story all about <laughs> how my life got flipped and upside down. Yeah, and it I'd actually like to take is a that lyric. Now, this right is a story there. is how that starts. Isn't now, it? this is a story yeah. all anyway, about how. Now, this, Paul, yeah. is a story though, all about, about how my <laughs> life got flipped upside down. About Shana. So, her first day ever at a local charity shop. So, picture the scene. I am. A shy 16-year-old girl. Oh. Brackets me. In a, you. Me, Shana. You're me, Shana. You wrote I, this. For the purpose of this, I'm taking the role of the narrator. <laughs> then, okay. The narrator, Shana. Then lighten your voice a little bit. Me. Yeah, good. Shana. Mm. Oh, I'm getting a bit turned No, up. you're not. You mustn't. I'll hit you with a spoon. Really hard. Oh, God. I'll bruise your bell end. Uh, right. Yeah? No, don't. What else will you do? Paul, don't do the I'm wanking thing. Please. <laughs> One star. <laughs> One star. One star. One star review. It's not just all swearing. So she's starting a first day volunteering. She just wants to get the awkward getting to know you. Uh, getting to know... Co-workers out of the way. Yeah. Okay. Having We've all been there, Paul. You know, you start, you're not comfortable with people. Yeah, you don't awkward. know whether you can fart and yeah. go, Christ, that stinks. When I can you do the dad gags? Oh. Yeah. Or like, you know, just take it out. Whip, whip it out. Whap it on your sandwich. Yeah. Go. Which I do. Yeah. But you've got to get known quite well. <laughs> you just go, whap. <laughs> Here you go, love. What do you like that? You like that? Whap. <laughs> As if I could whap that thing onto anything. Christ. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
<laughs> oh, the she saddest did moment of Cheap Show was right there. Wait. Oh, such honesty. <laughs> such honesty. Right, shut up. Uh, she, she just wants to get all the awkward bits out of the way. So, everything's going great. Fab small talk with Excellent. the store supervisor. Oh. Then I made a mistake. Oh. I asked her what the worst donation she'd ever come across was. Oh. Her face drops. Oh, God. And she tells me about the time she worked at the depot. So this is a flashback within a flashback now. It's not. It's got a lot it's of... It's inception-y. Uh, it has a, a lot of narrative mm. uh, nesting structures, yes. is what the term is. Mm. There's a narrative nested within a greater narrative. I like ball. it. Mm. Uh, so, you know, those charity bags... So you know those charity bags, Paul? Yeah. You get through the letterbox. You know those charity bags? They you get through the letterbox? through yeah. and they say, can you fill out this with all your clothes yeah. and leave it outside? I certainly remember those. And I'm doing Brucey now. All right. Uh, it's a good game. Good cherry chuck baby. I love you. Uh, Chuckle's dead. She worked at the depot <laughs> that, that sorted those out. Okay, so they, there's a depot. All the bags come in. All oh, they all, all come the, back and in. And they say socks over there, toys over jumpers there, jumpers over there, electronics in that box, and incinerator for the poo poo. Yeah, the poo poo pants. Oh, talking of poo. <laughs> yeah, I saw genuine white dog shit today. Oi oi. It's a moment in history. It's well, right we are there on the street. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Brexit's it's taking us Man- further to 70s. That's what it is. It's, it's the, the Mandela, 70s again. Mandela effect. Mandela Man- effect. Mandela effect. Yeah, you get. You never get that right. You sometimes say Mandela effect. I think Mandela effect is a better word for it. Yeah, but it's not it's Mandela, and it's not a good phrase to use because it's not correct. It's, it's a shit thing. It's, the whole idea is ridiculous. The whole idea is like I can't remember something, so the whole universe split. I think you'll remember we covered the very same yes, topic. We did cover it in Paul. an early episode. All right. So Shana says, with the story within the story, there we go. Is this depot where this lady she was working was talking to was working? Yeah. Okay. Good. She told me how one summer they were oh. sorting out the bags from the latest drop off, oh. and she picks up this super heavy bag. Right. It smelled a little bit. But she's used to smelly bags where people would put food cartons in the bag and stuff thinking it's funny. Uh, ha, 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 Not ha, ha, funny. I'll put some whiskers in. Some cunt's going to have to deal with this putrescence. Oh, yeah. hilarious. I'm going to do it. Do do I don't understand those pranks where you're pranking someone, but you will never actually see them. Yeah, but you know. But you'll never the... see someone dis- disgustingly disgusting. But maybe it. that's part of the charm of it. They kind of feel like the minute they send it, they're satisfied because it's like, yeah, yeah fucking good. But I just don't understand that. Well, there's they're no, not there's very no... nice people. They're not. Just like some cunt's going to have to deal with this. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. So they've ruined some other person's day they'll never yeah. meet. Weird. Don't do that. If don't you do that. To, you Please know don't, don't, push, do that. don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Do not do that. That do not do. <laughs> right. So anyway, she opens this bag and on top is a manky duvet cover. All right, put that over there. She throws it into the rags box. Right. And she digs around the bag oh. and touches something furry. Oh. She freaks out, and then a colleague helps her tip the bag upside down. And guess what's wedged between two piles of clothes and a teddy? Hit me with it. A dead dog. A dead dog, ladies she and gentlemen. She literally just touched a dead, a dead dog. A dead dog. That was covered in maggots. Great. <laughs> oh, imagine if you poked it too hard and it popped, and your finger well, went it through would. into the dog. Yeah, it would be gaseous, gas gaseous cavity. <laughs> <laughs> and then this air comes out. And you go, <laughs> and then like there's just this putrefaction squeezing yeah, yeah. through the wound. Not good. Not good. Maggots go. <laughs> Very good. Very good. It's uh, like that scene in Alan Bastard. You know where he comes back from the dead, and like you see his corpse. Like there's a nightmare sequence, and you see him rising from the grave, and he 
spits out all these maggots. I remember seeing that on TV when I was a kid, yeah. and it disturbed the fuck out of me. I never me. saw that episode, I don't think. Yeah, I think he, they kill him off the end of one series, and they brought him back from the dead for the next series. There's like series. three series of that, wasn't There's quite there? a few, actually, because towards the end of the run, he goes into the Labour Party and tries to play it for yeah, the other side. Yeah, it was quite a popular show, long-running, yeah, was wasn't good. it? Yeah. I liked it. It's kind of like his Blackadder in many respects, yes. but nastier. Much nastier. Yeah, maggots. Uh, so they never knew where the dog came from, Paul. No. Or how it died. No. Hopefully it hadn't... This is what I was going to say. Yeah. You could do a bit of forensic there. Yeah. And you could maybe look at sort of the, the wounds on the dog. Yeah. And find so out... So this it, is CSI Cheap Show Pet Cops Division. Charity Pet Cops. Pe- charity Pet Cops CSI Cheap Show Edition. Charity Pet Shop Discovery in a Depot. We got a crime here. We got a dead dog. Show me the bag. We, here's the Show bag, me the Lute- bag, sister. Here's the bag, Lieutenant. No, you say yo. You say, oh, you're not going to like it, Sergeant. Say that. <laughs> you're not going <laughs> to. So I'll come in again. All right, okay. Huh. Uh, show me the bag, sister. No, you're not going to like it, Lieutenant. Listen, sister, I've seen so many dead dogs in bags giving a charity as a laugh. You wouldn't know. Just nothing can shock me. Show me it. Here you go, but I'll tell you, on my 40 years and on the fuss, I ain't seen nothing like this before. So just you hold your breakfast in there, Lieutenant. I don't want to be cleaning up two crime scenes today. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> good. That's good. Scene and scene. Spin-off. There's a spin-off there, I think. All right. Do we have another Tales from the Shop floor? I think we can squeeze a little one that in. That was quite sophisticated in terms of his narrative uh, structure. There. It's nice, isn't it, admit, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's and she was doing that weird thing where, imagine a girl, she's done this. What's that, like, third person? It's one of those weird tenses yeah. that she was doing there as well. So there was quite a lot of sophistication in the writing. So there you go. Congratulations. Five out of five. <laughs> <laughs> right, this one is from Patrick. And he says, hello, Paul, but not Eli. <laughs> Parentheses, I'm joking. I know Eli's felt left out on previous shop floor shenanigans. Okay, thank you. Close parentheses. I've had numerous jobs that involve fecal matter in all its forms. Okay. He got straight in there. Straight in there. He's putting his sign out. He's putting up his stall. Has he worked in a sewer? I used to work as a cleaner yeah. to make extra money when I was a student. And one such incident happened when the U-Bend was not correctly connected to a device that would mince up shit prior to flushing it. Oh, my word. I've never <laughs> heard of one of these devices. A device that minces up shit? No, I think the U-Bend is kind of helps break it all up. It has it sort of a filter it? thing in there. No, it just... Mash, gives it, mashes it. No, mashes that's the U-Bend there to keep the water. Mashes the bangers and the bangers and mash. <sighs> I don't think that's what he means, Paul. I think there's an actual... Mac- he's yeah. a fucking professional, mate. Yeah. Don't you think he'd know what he's talking about? Well, I don't think you know you what he's talking about. You call him Patrick a fucking liar? No, I don't know. I don't think you... Because I'll stand under- by Patrick read on this. Fu- Listen, read the fucking sentence again. One such incident happened when the U-Bend was not correctly connected to a, oh, to a device yes. that would mince up shit prior Thank to... Thank you. I, re- I didn't take... I okay. apologise. Continue with the story. I'm sorry. Point, point, point made. Just continue with the story. These devices were often used in old buildings where the pipes were ancient and not up to the task of full flushy nuggety offerings. Wow. After using the toilet and flushing it, I had to clean up the deluge of my own feculence that incidentally looked some like someone had split a rather foul cottage pie on the floor. <laughs> And the mint shit resembled the meat and gravy and the toilet paper of the mashed potatoes. Well, one star podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Prior to that job, I worked as a gardener. A petrol strimmer cutting service rotates at several thousand revs per minute. I presume this is going to be important. A strimmer. Is that the word he's used? A petrol strimmer, he says. Yeah. Has a cutting interface. Petrol driven strimmer. 
It's one of those trimmers, but it's like a bad boy trimmer with yeah. like a proper engine. I think you may see with this. He's got a little exhaust. You don't see those that much these days. It's no. got like a proper, yeah, proper petrol trimmer that would trim your face right off. Yeah, it would burn it right off. Take it right off your face. It's got a trimmer, it's just like a piece of yeah. string. Yeah. But hard string. It's like a nylon wire. Nylon wire. Yeah. Anyway. I've never seen, have you seen oh, a trimmer death in a movie? Yeah, I, th- I probably must have. I, da- I, I don't say, think you have. I want to say brain dead, does No, it? That, was a, that was a lawn mower with a brain. Oh. That was, it wasn't a trimmer. Getting technical. Please, if you do know a horror film where someone has had their face or any body implement taken off by a trimmer, I would like to know. Thank can, you. Thank, and you can continue with the story. Anyway. He's talking about his revving, a couple of thousand revs. I think you see where this is going. Long grass conceals a lot of things at rest ground level, and it was common occurrence to slice through a particular ripe dog egg. (laughs) (laughs) Health and safety concerns dictated that we had to wear full face visors. Inexplicably, the push articles often found their way around this. At this time, I had a beard, moustache, and shoulder-length hair. Wow. I could spend upwards of eight hours covered in shit with it clinging to my facial hair with a clear plastic visor on my head that now acted like a greenhouse. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's cooking his beard with it. He's having a shitty beard. He's got all fucking dingleberries in his fucking beard uh, cooking in the sun. Little Paul. dangles. And jingling. Little moustache danglies. Yes. It's odd to be able to prefer being sprayed with one type of shit over another, but catch it always smelt worse than anything dropped from a I winking dog's eye. You know, <laughs> it's very colourful with his yeah. language. Well, Paul, it's making me think we might, you know, after the League of Snacks and Crisps is over, the le- League, League, League of... League uh, of Turds. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not what doing League of... the most We are not doing League of Turds. Uh, I know. We're not. I'm just going to say that now. It's fine. <laughs> if you want to have ideas, yeah. yeah. Expect it In around... about five years' time, we're just going to be... We're going to be smelling each other's shit. <laughs> That's awful. One star. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. It's got to happen. So he preferred... He preferred... Doggy yeah. eggs over catty eggs. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, come on. I finished... Cats Sorry. have a real. Cats is a dense. It's a more. It's like the. It's, it's the dark accurate. matter of the poo world, yeah. isn't it? It's like very, a, you only very, need a very small amount to go a long very way. Bitter. It's like a neutron star of shit. Yeah. After I finished university and achieved a good grade in engineering, I thought my days of having jobs rate to shit were over. I was wrong. It took me two years to find any kind of employment, and I started work in a home for people with severe mental and physical disabilities. <sighs> oh, you had to end with this oh. one, didn't you? We were doing so well. My first job was to empty a large yellow clinical waste bin that oh. the people who usually emptied them refused to take out because it also contained litter. It was the middle of summer. Eight years later, after I graduated, now work in a shop. Thank you for all your work. Clankerman was brilliant, by the way, and I think it would really stretch to a full movie. It won't. You guys make bosses <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's worth not for watching. you to decide that, Paul. Yeah? I decide that, and my collaborators. Not you. You don't decide it. I'm not. I, I enjoyed Clankerman for what it was. Okay. And- Brief. <laughs> Good. Well, that's that, that the end of the that Tales from the, the Shop Floor. That is the end of Tales from the Shop Floor, and a stonking Tales from the Shop Floor it was, too. And certainly would like any... Uh, Pets, uh, dead pets in charity shop uh, stories. Yeah, but you've heard one, you've heard them all, really, at this point. Well, bag, I'd like to see a variation. bag, maggots, dead animal. What about if someone got a chimera? What, like a kind of mermaid like, or something? Uh, like a, some, something that was obviously a, a beagle with a horn stuck in its head or something. Oh, yeah. Or half a monkey. Like and the old freak show chairman. things. Yeah. Uh, well, if you do find a freak show item, I'd like to hear about that. Thank you. Thank you. Anything else? No. Erotica? Te- just... Tales from the Knocking Shop? Would no, you like that? No, I wouldn't. How low should this podcast go? <laughs> How low? 
Not that How low. How low can it go? Well, look, I think sex shops are covered by Tales from the Shop Floor. Well, that's an interesting caveat. Yes. So, uh, and just to say, ladies and gentlemen, look forward to the League of Feculents. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. Okay, it's not happening. It's time for cheap, 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 it's cheap each time. I've got a few items. Have you? They're hiding, so don't look too closely. They're over there in the sauce truffle. Well, I look forward to seeing them. They're riding a wave of ketchup sachets. And, uh... But let's not go into any more dilly-dally anymore. <laughs> so? What have you got in your nice new Ghostbusters-themed bag there? Oh, I've got this from Mr. Stuart Ashens. It was a Loot Crate exclusive. It's it... a ba- wash bag with a pro Is it pack. a wash bag? It's like a swimming it's bag. It's kind of a swimming bag. Yeah. A backpacky thing. It's nice. I can put knickknacks in and, and, <laughs> and, and, and nib knobs in it. And what does it have portrayed on it in case uh, you didn't speak? The proton pack. The proton pack from Ghostbusters. Was it the same one in all no, three slight films? Different. No, the third film has a completely different design for okay. the proton pack. Thank you. But the first two have similar designs. They're not quite the same. There are minor differences what between the two. What do you think two. of the 2016 version? I, of I fucking the love proton. them. I want them. I want one. Yeah, I generally they're, do. They're I good. Them. A nice little circle of light in the middle. I love it. I love it. Okay. Let's talk Ghostbusters. No, let's not. I'm sorry. In 1984, there was a film by that adore called Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. No. It stars Peter Venkman and it stars my He's fans. a rapist. Don't ruin, sort of is. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Ruin it. Spoiler alert. He does carry date rape drugs in a bag. In his boot. And he isn't refuses it... to leave a girl's apartment when she asks him to leave. Is it in the boot of his car then? The no, it's just, it's just implied it's in his bag. Okay. Maybe he had his bag with him, but he came in a taxi, so I don't know. Maybe he got the taxi driver to bring it over. Not good. It's not good. So bring out the cheap eats from the Ghostbusters theme bag. Well, they're all from B&M. And they were all reduced, so they're not going to be expensive, these. What is this B&M? Is this an outside London sort of thing? I don't know. It's, I, mine's in Cambridge, but I'm pretty sure there's one in London. I'm pre- I don't know, but it's kind of like a home bargain store. It's like okay. you can get detergent and food and bits for your house and home and kitchenware. It's a bit yeah. of everything, and it's usually a little bit cheaper than anywhere else. Okay. It wasn't Wilkinson's like that. It's a bit like a Wilco's, actually. Yeah. A little bit like a Wilco's. Okay. Anyway, I bought three things from there. I'm going to start with uh, something that we did in a previous episode. So you brought in the, was it Toffee Apple Jammy Dodgers? The limited edition Toffee Apple Jammy Dodgers. We thought, meh, not I really like doing it. at all, I have to say. So no, we didn't like them. I did not like the Toffee However, Apple. However, a few people on Twitter and on Reddit pointed me in the direction of these. So I grabbed them. Say what you see, Mr. Silverman. These are Jammy Dodgers, but they're another limited edition, a different one. Different. Le- lemon Twist. Lemon Twist. Now that's exciting. <laughs> you don't look excited, but okay. It's. I think they're going to be nicer than you think? the toffee apple ones. They're going to have a lemony curdy kind of flavour, do you think? What, the toffee apple ones, it was the jam that was the problem. It didn't have enough uh, identity. It was weak, wasn't it? Was it was weak and it just... It, it was more caramelly. And because it was so weak, it, um, it, showed up, it showed up the deficiency of the very sort of nasty, stodgy uh, biscuit. Biscuit. Mm. Which isn't good on these. No, that's so how, far. That's why they cost about 3p a pack. Yeah, because that's what these were, I think... 30, 35p. That's crazy. Yeah. Think of how much sugar you could get for 35p. That, well, there you go. Think how fat you could get. Well, Paulie ain't getting no slimmer, yo. No, Paulie certainly ain't, yo. So I'm opening these. What's the whiff? It's very hard to say. Not much coming, but 
the little window where you can uh, spy upon the jam is yellow. So that's a that's good a sign. Po- positive sign. There's one for you. Paul. Thank you, sir. And you've seen one jammy dodge. You've seen them all. This one just has a yellow jam center. Yeah, that's it. Has it. That splat design. I quite like. I the like splat the splat design. design. Always going straight in. And he's made a bit of a mess, but I'm going to now go eat it as well. Well, Paul, quite nice. Um, nicer than the apple one. Yeah, no, they're definitely nicer than the apple one. I just can't taste it. It's not very lemony. No, again, it's not very strong. There is, I can taste it. It's a hint, though. Yeah, I mean, it could be any flavour, and I would still think it was jam. Yeah, it's kind of the generic jam like flavour. If you put these and jam in a bowl, and I was just mindlessly eating out of them without looking, and I grabbed the yellow one after two reds, I'd be like, not really thinking much about it. No, I can tell it's lemon now. I can. It is, there is lemon. I shouldn't have eaten that last bit. Because now my mouth's full of jammy dodger. It is. Uh, it's all right. I, what, how, what are we saying out of five for this? Are we? A three and a half. I give it a three. It's a pleasant enough. I'll meet you at three then. I like it as a with a cup of tea. It'd be great. It'd be fine. If there was it? no jammy dodgers left, and I saw those, and I was like, "Oh, I'll get them then." Yeah, I would. Not the toffee ones. I wouldn't like, get no. the toffee ones. Don't yeah. like their caramelly. It needs some kind of fruit, doesn't it? It needs yeah. a fruit. Something with a tang. And the, the, like you say, the toffee apple just had a sort of Sweet, toffee. Yeah. The toffee. Weak caramel. No kind apple. Of thing. No. The ap- apple is such a neutral flavour in the fruit world, which is why you often see. Like sour apple. No, you often see, like, it will say, it will have some kind of exotic juice. Yeah. Juice drink. It will say, oh, passion fruit juice drink or something. Yeah. And you'll see in the first ingredient, like a strawberry drink. Yeah. The first ingredient will be apple juice or concentrated apple oh. juice because they just use it as a sort of a base, a background. It's sweet, like, it's like a stock. Fruit. Yes, interesting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they I do. do. What you they mean. do do that. You see, it's they in do lots do of that. things, and so I think it's very hard for Apple to have any sort of um, an identity of its own in these kind of products. Now, do you want to stay on sweet or move to savoury? I'll go savoury now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, knowing that you're going to end on sweet, yeah, I can go both. I, I you can go both ways. <laughs> I, I can do it both ways, mate. I sometimes have like a pickled onion and an ice lolly at the same time. It's a fucking like... monster. That's <laughs> disgusting. It's really nice. It's not like an orange ice lolly and a big yeah. pickled onion. Right. So these are uh, from the snack bit... department. Uh, from the snack department. From the yeah, with all the crisps are okay. and peanuts. I was snacks. The, sex, the section, the savoury section. Yeah. section. And these were on uh, reduced from, I think, like maybe like 80p down to 30, 35. Again, I think these were about 30, 35p. Very good value. Uh, here we go. What do you see? Oh, yeah. The real, these are made by a company called The Real Pork Crackling Co. Like the Ghostbusters was The Real Ghostbusters. These are The Real Pork Crackling Co. So you know that the, it's different from the movie version. These are Golden Pork Crunch. Nice. A light and crispy texture. And they were established in 1974. Quite wow. a funky year. So they're like puffed. Yes. Now, there's a difference. See, these are very popular the world over, but especially yeah. I think they eat them in um, Latin America. Oh, okay. And Mex- uh, Central and Latin America. Yeah, yeah. They, they have chicken, chick- they call something. Oh, they have I pork do know what you mean. They eat yes. them all over the place. Yes. But I think oh, the tradition goodness. in this country has been the pork scratching, which is a different thing. Which is more brittle, hard, crisp. Well, it has more of the, the actual rind going deeper into the pig's yeah. body on. So it has this sort of big glob. Grisly. Of, it's more gristly. Yeah. This is just the very top, which just puffs up all oh. light and airy. You know? You got a little bit Ainsley Harriet there when you did that. And I saw one of those programs that tells you how, to ma- how they make industrial food. Yeah. This is very strange. They make this into pellets of, right. of pig skin. Yeah. And then they go... All for like hot air thing, and it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, behind you scares they it. Come into... out nice, and these uh, again. I, 
you know what? We well, you did taste those chili and lime pork rinds. Those strips, yeah, those were good. Ooh, I think these good. are similar to that. Have a sniff. <coughs> oh, right. oh, just a bit. Oh, he's got that. Oh, you smell it. Tell me that's not disgusting. You wouldn't want to sniff that before. Oh no, no. it's a little bit off. It's got like a it's an abattoir. A bit of death to it. It smells like someone's hosing down an abattoir. <laughs> you can taste the death right, in every I'm bite. Taste them. Oh, they're very puff. They're like big, thick quavers. Yeah. You've had these before, haven't you? Not this brand. But I've had something similar, but not recently. They're fine. Yeah, they're fine. They're salty, but not like... Uh, bacon's not too strong. It's nice. Is it meant to be bacon flavour? They're just golden. They're just like meant to be a uh, neutral flavour. Okay. The problem I have with these... Okay. Is you chew them all up... Okay. And it goes into this sort of fine... Dust. Sort of... Yeah. And then that, I have problems swallowing that. That will kind of sort of get stuck. And it's a bit disturbing. It's a sort of... It's got a bit of a weird aftertaste. I don't like the way it goes down to this sort of fine paste that uh, sort of then drips down the back of my throat. Slides down. And it sort of feels like I'm choking sort of almost. Imagine choking on pork scratchings. It wouldn't be good, mate. Eat it. It's like I can't swallow it it properly. Do you know what I mean? It drags on its way down. Yeah, it drags on its way down. That's really unpleasant. So I, 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 if I have some of these, I go, oh, I'm run, run, run. Then I'm going, oh, I got me. Yeah, <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Eli Silverman found dead in his room with a mouth full of pork scratchings and his knob out. I, I, I think I would prefer actual scratchings. I think I prefer I scratchings to crunch. I agree. If you go to a nice pub that sell good kind of, yeah. I don't want to say organic, but you know when they can buy it in jars and yeah. stuff like that. That's the good shit. Sort of, yeah. But it's it's costly. And remember, that's cheap. And so that's cheap. Yeah, what are you going to do? You're going to do it. It's fine for what it is. I prefer scratching with a big... Glob of fat are hanging and off hair it. And the hair hanging off it. Yeah. Dirty pig hair. <laughs> Tickle your nose with a dirty pig hair. I'm going to say two and a half. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 Finally, something very sweet to go back to. These again, B&M. Um, uh, these were, again, 40p, I think. Not again, not too much. I got but all of these from the real quid. What do you see, Mr. Silverman? Six chocolate-filled crepes. Crepes. Now, I'm immediately... <laughs> Quite what? dubious. <laughs> Why? To me, a crepe or pancake is a uh, sort of a fresh item. Yeah, you get it nice and fresh off the kitchen, off your table. You don't get you don't cook crepes on the. P- <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> dear dirty boy. Well, you do not cook crepes on a kitchen table, Paul. No, I meant the. They have a hot plate. The hot, hot plate. Yeah. I got confused between an oven and a table. Yeah, I <laughs> know. That's, that's why I'm not allowed to cook. Yeah, typical you. Typical <laughs> you. Oh, I've still got, like... Yeah, I've still got lumps of it that I'm, the, I'm the fighting, fighting down. Tell me I'm not alone on this. Well, you're alone. You'd need a, you, What you need is a fucking soda to wash that shit down yeah. whilst you're a eating... Lovely fizzy beer. beer. Yeah. And an ice I think ale. that's what they're designed for, aren't Yeah, they? maybe. Oh, these uh, chocolate-filled crepes... Crepes. ...are made by a company called Salt... Oh, Saint Alba. Yeah. Biscuit de la Baie de oh, Mont-Saint-Michel. So that's um, St. Michael's Mount. St. Michael's which Mount. Which is that city which has a tide, a road, but when the tide comes in, the road is covered with the sea. You know, remember? Oh, no. It's been in ads and stuff. I don't know it. Is it a Renault ad? Oh, no. It's off the Saint... It's off... Let's have a look. I want to look at the logo. It's off the coast of Cornwall. Oh, oh I don't know that. There's a magical island off the coast of Cornwall yeah. that... You can only it's drive like town, to in the yeah. seat? Yeah. What have we started? <laughs> Did you hear that? That is thunder, Paul. I'm not going to get 
drop. I'm going to get wet going out tonight. Yeah. Don't <laughs> fucking <laughs> right. Anyway, come. Right, and so what we have here. French crepes with a chocolate yes, and hazelnut flavour. Oh, chocolate and hazelnut. No, I didn't Nutella say Nutella knockoff. So we're not only tasting the... Made in France. Yeah. Oh, no, this is there is one of those in Cornwall, but I think they're referring to one in France. Right. There's more than one of these ta- towns. These magical sort of, villages. Yeah. I'm handing you one, Paul. Oh, it's a multi-pack. You. Oh, yeah, they come in little pre... I mean, the, the fucking wastage on the packaging on these. Yeah, I've never seen anything like this. No. So well done for picking this up. This, Ideal it's a for lunchboxes. pre-made... Yeah. That's what it says. Stick yes, it in your kid's it. lunchbox. Apple, sandwich. Fucking little have chocolate that. crepe. Have it. Well, I'm opening it. And it is exactly what I, it, it says it is, Paul. It's a little pancake. <laughs> yeah. little, little crepe. I've unwrapped little crepe a bit with a little bit of chocolate in. I'm unwrapping it for the... He's unwrapping it. For science. It's a square shape prep thing. And There's put, a slither of chocolate in the middle. There is a sliver of chocolate. And it's uh, totally industrial. Why are you showing it up to the microphone? It can't fucking see it. <laughs> I'm showing it to the microphone. <laughs> He's draping it on the mic. I'm going to take a bite. Take a bite. <laughs> Paul, has had enough? I do not like that. What do you not like about it? First of all, the crepes lost all that kind of fluffiness and freshness, so it's, it's gone really hard it, it and tastes kind of stale. chewy. Yeah. The chocolate centre tastes so overly sugary. With that fake chocolate spread taste, yeah, it's just, it's it tastes fake. Everything about it tastes fake. Yeah, it's not and it's great, not is it? Great. What do you expect for fucking thirty p for twenty of them or whatever? Yeah, but you at least you know expect more because it's getting on reduction. Want, don't want to eat a fucking pancake. If you want a pancake, you've got to get someone to make it for you there, or you make it yourself. You can't have some pancake wrapped in plastic. No, go to a nice good crepery. What do they call them? Creperies? Yeah. Crepery. Yeah, and have another, another, another lovely one. Go to Gapery, yeah, and eat, and visit a crepery, and <laughs> have one for tea. Right, just you and me. I'd say one in our lovely crepery. Oh, what a lovely home. Yeah, well, half. It wasn't that bad. If I was it's... desperate for food, to so, be honest, I wasn't surprised with how. No, it was, it's a drab item. Drab. What was the best thing then so far? In terms of initial flavour, the pork crunch, but then you've got the the, the, got the gag, the horrible sort of slimy the, gag thing, or the on. clagginess. Yeah, like yeah, you've been waterboarded by a pig thalmer. Thalmer? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. What have you got for us anyway? Now, reach over there, Paul. There you go. And there's, a, there's one like that as oh, well. He's got I have, to finish this off. segment of Cheap Eats. Cheap Eats. I've got three items. They're all from Pakistan. Oh. And don't worry, none of these are guava squirt bombs. Good, because that was... Apart- you said that apparently they were meant to taste like they that. They were meant to taste like that. That's fucking horrible. It's like eating farts. These were, it was literally like you break into the centre uh, and the sulphur cloud. The the eggy clagginess of it was, it was really just awful. Powerful. It was so sulfuric. Why would anyone want that as a flavour? Because you grow up in a different culture where it's acceptable to I you. Yes, but fucking hell. You know, it's like some people eat, people eat strange stuff. It's like the the Swedes with their star strumming. Yes, which is the fermented fish. Yeah, I read a bit about that. Yeah, they had to ban it from airlines. Yeah, because the pressure bringing would explode. that shit on an airplane. Yeah, because people are dickheads. That's silly, isn't it? Yeah, silly billies. And uh, kimchi is uh, notoriously stinky as well. Who's she? Who's <laughs> kimchi? Is she stinky? Ho, 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 ho. Come on, laugh. That was Come just on. clearly not Laugh, funny. laugh for me. Okay, so let's start yeah. with a chocolate thing, I believe. These are made by a company called Bisconi. Bisconi. Or Bisconi. Bisconi, I don't know. We'll never know. Kokomo. 
Way down in Coco, Bermuda, Bahamas. And it's got a little picture of a little boy and a girl. And there's Montego, baby, that's where we go. I want to make it till the sun goes down. We'll take it fast and then we'll take it slow. That's where we're going to go. Right out of Kokomo. I've got an album coming out at Christmas. You, you do not. Paul Gannon sings The Christmas Blues. Did it, did it. You're going to be in it. You're going to be on mouth organ. I'm, it's, a, it's 10 grand for a day's work. I'm going to be in it. Yeah. I don't like no Christmas. And Santa is fake. I didn't get Domino Rally. And that ain't cool. What, what are you trying to tell someone something here? No, that you want Domino Rally. For no, it's Christmas. a story about when I was a kid and I didn't get Domino Rally, Ghost Train Domino Rally, and it broke my Christmas. What the fuck is Ghost Train Domino Rally? It was Domino Rally, but. What's Domino Rally? Domino Rally was that set where you could buy dominoes and you can knock them and make them go round a track. How and... fucking cool is that? Yeah, no. I never even fucking knew that existed. Oh, I really? wanted a Dada car. What's a Dada car? Was it like some surrealist track, kind of car? You put it together and it does loop-de-loops with the pulley-backy cars. They a really smart gag then. Say it again. You said it's a Dada car and I was like, what does it move around surreally? Uh, what? That was not good. It was. It was you clever. You were shoehorning. It was clever. You were shoehorning. Yeah. I'll fucking shoe on you. It's shoehorning you. Fucking bend you over and shoe on you. How do you like that? And I mean, if you knew anything about the art movements of the <laughs> early 20th century, Paul, yeah. you'd know that they were totally separate movements with totally separate. I know dollarism isn't exactly surrealism. It I isn't, know. not just that it isn't exactly, it's not anything like it. It's completely different. Fuck it's you. Absurdism. It's the same fucking. Di- it's absurdism again, totally different movement. If we're going to talk all technically. It's the same fucking shit, aren't they? Oh, I've drawn a lobster with fucking dealy boppers on, and it's driving a car to Sweden. <laughs> that sounds more like a pop art piece. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's a Look, melting fucking clock dra- hanging over the back right, of the Right, so you've just quoted beak. two of Dali's famous works. The, the lobster telephone and the melting clocks. The persistence heard of, of the memory. telephone. What's that? That's the one you would... It's a phone, but the top is a lobster. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're a cunt. You're a cunt. I think... Look... I'll say, I'm going to think of a joke that's more accurate than yours right now. Go on. Oh, we used to want a Dada car, and it used to move around like it jumped through a urinal. Right. <laughs> that was fucking awful. <laughs> right, let's eat these Kokomos. Yes, can I finish? No. And it has a little picture of a little boy and a girl, and they've got Kokomos ringing them, and the Kokomo just give me one in in front of the little boy has the has a in the diagram, Paul. It has the top of the co- <laughs> has the top of the Kokomo cut off, and there's a chocolate soupy Ooh. thing. Well, let's have splishy, a, let's splashy, splashy one, out. What do you think they're going to be? Are they going to be like little cereal things with chocolate in? Thank you. Yes. Eh. It's an audio yeah. little yeah. cereal nugget with chocolate in. Well, now I hope they little are not biscuit. as eggy. As the guava ball. No, they're going to Now, be these fine. were in my office at it's got work. got a face on. Yeah. It's some kind of burn. Did you nick these off a desk? Yes, but I was allowed to. What's a Kokomo like, then? Um, I quite like that. It's all right, but that's not great. It's that that flavour of sort of that cheap biscuit. Yeah. It's fine. It reminds me of a childhood. What? It reminds me of animal crackers. It's very vanilla Remember towards. animal crackers? They're not as good as animal crackers. I know they're not as good, but it has a... Something that I know what you mean. reminds yeah, yeah, me yeah. of it. I like animal crackers and uh, those animal biscuits. That Cadbury's taste of that to biscuit make. does remind me of that. So that's why I like those. All right. Um, two and a half, three. Okay. So that's our first Pakistani um, candy. Candy. Kokomo by Bisconi. 
Now these, I like these. I've had some Ooh, of these before. What are these? And I was excited to see that someone had brought some more in because I've had some I was saving, but they've gone a bit dry because they've okay. been open. So these are Big Bites, Fun Pack, uh, made by Candyland, Chili Millie. Uh, what? A Chili Millie? And these are Chili Gummies. Uh, what? Is that simple, Paul? It's the, is that simple? Is that simple? These are chili flavored sweets which oh, we we've covered a lot are they on gummies because we we covered the skittles which yeah, were sent to nice. us these are gummies i and like they, those skittles oh they are these gummies. Are, and what do they portray the gummy what's the mold portray it looks like a throbbing cock if i'm <laughs> being honest with you it looks like a two-headed dildo i mean it does. i'm not just saying that it's got the helmet it's the bill. show it the really helmet. does look like a two-headed and that bit's all the throbbing cock end well they're both the throbbing cock end except one is green and one is red at the other end Nice, nice, tough gummy. I like that I consistency. I think you've got those two characters, the green and the red one, which are both chilies there on the cover. And they've they are. fused at the cool. stomach. They look like hippie chilies all dancing around. I'm going to try it. One of them's got a trident. No, they're, they're parachuting. Oh, yeah, they are. Oh, I like it. Mm. I like them. They've got fruit flavour. The fruity. And then the kind of and the heat, heat comes a little bit at the end just before you swallow it. When you saliva. Sim- oh, they've got a nice fruity, nice... Um, yeah. There's a nice fruitiness to the actual flavour of the fruitiness, I like there? them. Yeah. Oh, no, I like them a lot. Yeah, they're good. Four stars, Yeah, that. I'll go for... I don't know if I could eat a whole bag of them in one go, but... Well, I could definitely have a couple. Yeah. Man. Those are one of the best chili sweets. It, you can really feel it works. The, yeah. The heat and the sweet. But well, it doesn't ruin the flavour. No. And the flavour doesn't ruin the chili. With the Skittles, it felt just a bit added on. It's like an afterthought. But this is actually... They're actually quite spicy. Ooh. They build up. Right. Last item on today's two is... It's another candy. Monsi Chews. Apple. <laughs> He's run out of energy already. <laughs> I've just got to eat this Chili Millie, sorry. Chili Millie. Get Chili Millie out your mouth. Come on. I'll fucking say that. Go on. It is a chew bar. If you wanted to cast your mind back in the UK, imagine the length of the Wham Bar. It is, a, it is, but it's sli- does looks a bit slimmer than a Wham Bar in my very in my slim. recollection. I had a Wham Bar recently. It didn't take us anything like I remembered it. I think they've completely changed no, the recipe. Have, I did as well. They fucking, fucking ruined it. Ruined it. They, they, it's health it's and safety gone, gone mad. mad. It's Brexit Britain in full effect. Do you know what I mean? No, I mean it would be. It must be some kind of regulation where they're not allowed to have. Or they got bold of the flavour and, and so for no reason changed it. No, it's not the flavour that they changed so much as the texture. Yeah, it's a soft chew now, not it's the brittle It's softer, snap. yeah. It doesn't have that kind of... Where I, used to to, in it, like, I remember on a good day, if it was cold enough, you could literally snap one of those in half. Yeah, but then you, when you bought, bit it, it was like, ah, like a fucking fight Gnawing it. on it, like, like a fucking... Like you're killing your food in the wild. Like you're going to get... An antelope's leg. you got an antelope. And the antelope's going, ah, it's still alive. And it's biting you. It's flecking with deer spit in your eye. <laughs> Is that your new audition speech? <laughs> Shut up. A little, it's going to form a little, uh, a little scene I've written for myself, by myself. Uh, it's called Ode to Antelope's Leg. Oh, I'm gonna eat the leg. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm eating a leg now. That's good, actually. Very good. You can come into our prestigious drama school. Oh, I've never been so happy in all my life. <laughs> when do I start? Tomorrow at Paul, 10 o'clock. you're really making a meal of opening that Monty Chew bar. Don't destroy it. <sighs> Got it. I was too easy with an impression of you. Have a bite. Uh, it doesn't want me in. It's a Monster Chew apple it's flavor. It's horrific... It says Monty. Monty Chew. Yeah, Monty Chew. Oh, right. Here we go. I'm opening it up down oh, the length of its it. back. You did it. You, you... And it's a very bright green, ladies and gentlemen. Get the top off in your mouth hole. All right. 
Yeah, he's had it. And then it goes, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it's very apple. Horrifically sour chews. Mm. Now, we I had something yesterday which was uh, sour, Paul. Couldn't, on the Barsons channel. And I could not. Oh. I couldn't keep it on my mouth. It was so sour. So I doubt this is going to be as horrific as that. It's not sour at all, mate. Really? <laughs> not at all. It tastes nice. It's all right. It's like a kind of mild sour apple. Yeah. Not sour at all, though. Not as far as these things go. Not very sour at all. No. Fine. God, it's got a weird sort of mayonnaise aftertaste. No, mine didn't. I'm getting a sort of salad cream thing. Really? Yeah. I didn't get that at all. It's a bit creamy in terms of it's a kind of creamy nice. apple flavour. Also, it's got this kind of cardboardy front. It's got you know it's got a t- fr- um, like frutella. Remember frutellas? Yeah. It's that kind of consistency, that kind of flavour. Yeah, but I'm getting a distinctly mayonnaisey um, no throb. Right, well, then there we go. I will give that two. <coughs> no, three. I've got to rate it higher than that. I didn't like that, too. Right, well, what was your favourite item today of all of the items, Paul? Maybe the chilli thing. Can I, I have another definitely. one? Definitely. Oh, you've had a few, and I want another one. Keep your hair on. Right, good. Yeah, I like those the most. And the least favourite thing? Uh, Yeah, definitely the crepe. The not fucking, a good decision to make. They're like a fucking abdomination. Ab- ab- well, that's not a word. If your stepdad is having trouble connecting with your new kids, why not try and win them over with this shit in their packed lunchbox because you have no idea how to work with children because you've suddenly inherited one from someone you don't know, really. It was a bit of a kind of fleeting romance you met on holiday. You thought she was fit. She told you about the family, but she, you kind of weighed out your mind because you thought you'd get laid. Then things went a bit too far. Bit of a scare for a moment. You got kept in touch when you got back to the UK. Uh, all of a sudden, she's confessing her love. You've been lonely for a while. You meet up. All of a sudden, you meet their kids. Next thing you know, you're married. And all of a sudden, you're waking up at six in the morning to put their packed lunch together. And you think, oh, I can't be fucked with this. What's all happened? Just because I had an erection in fucking Barbados. And now I've got to fucking give them chocolate crepes from San Uber. Where's my life gone? Paul, wake up. <laughs> wake I? up. Where am I? Oh, well, anyway, that was You were a- doing something really shit. <laughs> right, bye, end this section. We haven't been all- we haven't been re- recording. I didn't press record oh, properly. Oh, for fuck's sake. Start the section again, that's it. That's a very weak... Uh, I've done it twice now. You are a prick. What else you got? Because honestly, I deserve it now, come on. You were doing a lovely little acting moment, and I, I ruined was, it. It's which, frankly, be... to be honest, it might have been, well, well as well have been lost. It doesn't really. It we can't really just clever. do a whole episode, Paul, where every segment is you going, "Right, sorry, we didn't record that. <laughs> <laughs> didn't record that. We just did a bit, and now we're doing another bit." You're a cunt and a prick. You missed nothing. Basically, his acting was poor. Um, I just thought you thought what. I just thought we'd do a little bit something that we haven't done in a while. You know, I read a little story to you, a list of things, and we can talk about them in some detail. And I've got a list of uh, famous misers from history. Because you remember when we did uh, that John Meggett? I think we should start this section again. And no. Sort of... We're in now. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> All right. I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm flowing. Okay. My beats are dropping. And there ain't no stopping this train as it pulls into the station. Come on, babe, come close to me, and there'll be no hesitation. Come on, sit on my lap, come dance on me. And I'm going to do some masturbation! A wanky! A wanky! <laughs> you threw in that. I was going to get sexy and you oh, Come, the train comes in the station, I'm doing masturbation, I'm going to dip my lotion all over you. <laughs> God almighty. <laughs> Fucking hell. I've got it. I've got it. Go on. I'm coming in the station. I'm doing masturbation. I'm going (laughs) to put my lotion all over locomotion. There. All right. Okay, good. Wow. Skaboof. Skaboof. 
Fucking hell. I'm happy, Paul. I'm in a happy mood. I'm going to talk like that. Yeah. Good. You don't know what real emotions are. I know. You don't know what real emotions are I'll dem- outside of negative ones. I'll demonstrate a positive emotion now. All right. Be be glad. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. I'm not glad. Ah. Oh. oh, Eli. Here's a lovely warm egg for you. Ooh. Ah. Ooh. All right. Be. Um. Oh, what positive emotion can you be? Be coy. Ooh. <laughs> you don't know real emotions at all. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck off. Fucking read it. Come on. Anyway, I have gone to ranker.com and they have a list there of famous misers and how they lived. Because I thought it'd be nice to do one of those kind of things again where we talk about people from history who were tight-fisted. Famous misers and how they lived. Yeah. So this goes to Kellen Perry. She put this list together. Or he. Can't see the picture. It's a he. Kellen. Stupid fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, here is a list that he has compiled on ranker.com of famous misers and how they lived here's the first one thomas cook of what, thomas cook I we're about to find out i don't know starved his wife to death to save money nice nice what a gentleman <laughs> um thomas cook born 1726 died 1811 so he lived a fair whack well he's probably made jerky out of his wife or something oh was known as the most contemptible miser who ever lived Seriously, this guy basically made being a miser into a career. In his 1814 biography, it said his life was checkered with as few good actions as ever. Basically, what he's saying is he never did anything nice. What? I thought there was a rat. In this <laughs> fucking room? No, no, there wasn't. There is no rat. <laughs> anyway, Cook was a world-class bastard. He tricked his wife, a wealthy brewer's widow, into marrying him. And brewer's then- widow? That sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> well, I woke up the other day with Brewer's oh, Widow. a terrible Brewer's Widow. <laughs> <laughs> she was a Brewer's Widow, his wife. Uh, right. oh, yeah. So she already had one marriage, Yeah. and her husband had died. He was a brewer. I wonder how that happened. Anyway, Do you she... think he was like stirring some hops and like she pushed fell him in? in? Yeah. No. Stir, stir, stir the hops. Fucking hell. Save me. No, it didn't happen because it's not a raw doll story for a start, all right? So, he tricked her into marrying him and then ended up inadvertently starving her to death because he was so stingy. I don't understand. Tricked? What? Like, sign this. This is for this parcel. Right, we're married. Is that Maybe. Maybe he goes, oh, Oh, I just need you to sign this uh, birthday card for Barry around the corner. I just need you to put your finger in this hole. Put it in. Go on. It's the law. Right, we're married. <laughs> what? How do you do Might that? Might be that. Right, you've got a priest, you've got a wall with a hole in it, and a yeah. priest standing on the other side. And you start, come over here, stick your finger in the hole. I do. Bosh. Pull it Job away. Bump. Right. You fucking been stitched up, love. Turn you into jerky and eat your strips. No, he didn't. As a widower, Cook ate for free by visiting his friends at dinner time and reminding him that his will was a work in progress. Oh. So he'd go, give us some food, I might put you in the will. Yeah. What a cunt. What a cunt. <laughs> when Cook was sick or injured, he would dress himself in rags in hopes that the doctor would take pity on him. He basically didn't work a day in his life, but was still worth 700,000 when he died. Wow. What, he inherited that? Or I just I don't know. Who got it? I don't know. doesn't really say how. It doesn't say he then he started, started a travel agency. I'm going to, no. Also, didn't really say he starved his wife. You know what I mean? It's like, what? It's not a very good first part. Well, Paul, this is what, when you look up something on the internet and just get some list out of nowhere written by no one, and, you know, it's shit. Don't ask me. I can't fucking, I know I'm good. I can't fucking dress all of this up. Let's go back. Let's imagine he killed his, she killed the brewer's widow. Let's just, let's just say there was a comic, brewer's widow, and it was like a superhero. 
<sighs> yeah. And she uses yeast and hops to defeat her enemies. Well. And she's visited by the ghost of her husband, who's sort of like her, her guide. Well, thank you for visiting 20th Century Fox. We don't like the movie pitch. Brewer's Widow. No, we do not like it. We've got enough superhero movies, and Brewer's Widow is Brewer's not a good Widow one. Brewer's Widow 2, the droopening. <laughs> no. <laughs> Next story. <laughs> Daniel Dancer knocked his dog's teeth out to avoid being sued. Wow. Bit up much, isn't it? Well, that's a good, good, it's drawn me in. His sole occupation, apparently, was hoarding his wealth. Yeah, but you got to get the wealth in the first place. Inherited it, I guess. Yeah, uh, he inherited his father's estate in 1736 at the age of 20, and then basically became a professional miser. I'd have to work ever again. Well, you can't have my money. Yeah, you can't have it. The kid was good at it too. Dancer made his sister a housekeeper, forcing her to cook partially decomposed, but totally three animals he found in the wild. That's what that guy Megat did as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, they she, love it. She later go out and fight. Can you imagine that? Oh, what's for dinner? Oh, I found this dog. <laughs> His head's gone a bit soft. Cut that off. Cut that off. We'll have the rest of it. Yeah. Don't let it go to waste. Ah, oh, I found this totally fly-ridden deer torso. Oh, I love that. Scrape it. Scrape it. Spice it. Give it a wash under the tap. Put it into cakes. It'll be fine. Put it into little meat strippy cakes. Yeah, but anyway, uh, the sister eventually died because he wouldn't pay the doctor. What a fucking cunt. Yeah, I mean, you... you it's yeah, dying! Oh, I don't know, the doctor's a 50 quid, isn't he? Just cough it up, love. You'll sweat it out. Don't worry, doctor's 50 quid. I've died, she'd That's say. 50 quid saved. Yeah, what a... That is... I mean, it's, it's you know, there's miserly, and then there's... Or of, even worse, like, a doctor comes round, and the doctor goes, oh, it's very simple, we can treat this, with a little moisture, it's only going to cost you, I don't know, 50 quid. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, I thought it was going to be free. That's really bad. I mean, it's it's kind of tantamount to murder, or neglect, at least, well, isn't in, it? Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, he never bathed or washed his clothes. He was an especially paranoid and cruel miser. To avoid the possibility of getting sued by his neighbours, he knocked his beloved pet dog's teeth out so it wouldn't eat their livestock. Oh, it's a horrible fucking thing to do. He's a horrible guy. It's like, oh, can you please prevent your dog? Yeah, I'll prevent it. Come <laughs> here. <laughs> Smash! Smash! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you won't be eating any more of their chickens now, you can't. No, I just And you're meant... good for giving me a blowy. Oh, God almighty. Come over here. I've rubbed chum on me undercarriage. Get the chum. <laughs> Feel my bum. That's a little poem. Remember it. Eat the chum. Finger my bum. Yeah. <laughs> right, Come on, you toothless dog. Drip your lovely sliva on my glands. <laughs> and that's one star review. Remember that? <laughs> Daniel K. Ludwig fired an employee for wasting a paperclip. Oh, he was born 1897, died in 1992, and was a reclusive American billionaire. Sorry, magnet. born when? 1897. To 92? Yeah. Long lived. Lot, well, that's what the rich do, innit? When you... When you can live forever being rich. Um, I'm feeling like this guy might have had sort of uh, bad experiences in a war. Maybe he was interned, prisoner of war, or even maybe a concentration camp. Because that is a syndrome that happens to people who are in those kind of really desperate situations for a number of years. You know, where they can't eat and they've got nothing. They can't ever drop the miserliness. Do you know what I mean? They can't ever be, be a big spender again, even in later life. Anyway... Yeah, cool. nice point, mate. Ludwig yeah. was so reclusive that he was known as the Invisible Billionaire. But quite a few stories about his miserly ways emerged towards the end of his life. Most notoriously, he fired a tanker captain because he wasted a paperclip on a two-page letter. 
As an octogenarian, Ludwig walked to work instead of hiring a driver, wore the same plastic raincoat year after year, drove an aged car and flew in coach. You could you could argue. He was down with the common man, isn't he? No. Gets a coat to last, travels in coach with the it's rest of them. It's just ridiculous. Once you've got a certain amount of money... There's a luxury you can give yourself. And also, you're, you're giving money to others, then. Nah, you? well, you're, you're supporting the economy. He's you know salt I mean? of his the billions just, He never spends any of his billions, so it just sits there doing nothing. Helps where does no it one. go it when he dies? It doesn't lubricate the economy in every way. No. Yeah, and when he dies, it just, yeah, then it's gone. He can't take it with him. It's a strange, it's lonely a strange, world of the miser. It's a so lonely world of the miser. It's like I can imagine it like a prog rock song. Yes. It's a concept album. Cheap Show present. The Strange Lonely World of the Miser. Oh, I love it. Track one, Waking Up in the Park. Track two, It's a Yogurt Pulsis. <laughs> What's that? You get chives, you get yogurt, oh, maybe fuck. some clay, and you flap it up your bum. like. <laughs> Shouldn't have asked. No. Okay, next. J. Paul Getty had a payphone in his mansion for guests to use. That's such <laughs> cheeky. Yeah. Uh, born 1892, died in 1978. Now, he is famous. An American billionaire Getty oilman. Images. Yes, and, and famous collector of art and antiquities. I did visit his... He's like a cunt his Indiana old, Jones. His old home in California is a museum now. Yeah. And I have, I've been there. It's on the just off PCH, isn't it? It's uh, on the coast. That one time I visited California, I went there. All the time I lived there, I could never go see it because it was always under renovations. It was doing this big multi-million renovation, so uh, I never got to go when it was I was beautiful, there. beautiful estate. It's a beautiful Paul. estate. It really is. Uh, but it's a bit dry, you know. It, it's kind of all sort of... You're going to have to want to go there to go there. It's not really a touristy I, I'd thing. I'd like it. But it's it's all just sort of old vases and stuff, really. Load of old shit in it. Load of old fucking yeah. vases. I was like, like a like a like and a statues and things. Like a like a boring Indiana Jones. Yeah, these don't belong in a museum. They belong on my shelf next to my mummy's picture. Yeah, but he was also he did have these sort of foundations set well, up. Famously, this story as he goes into now, uh, he famously refused to pay a ransom to his grandson's kidnappers. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Even yeah. after they cut off the kid's ear and mailed it to the newspaper office. They made a film of it, didn't they, recently with uh, uh, Kevin Spacey. Sorry, not Kevin Spacey. They replaced him with uh, Christopher... Plummer. Plummer. Oh, that was the film. That was, was the film, Ridley Scott. Spacey will never work again. Ke- Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Yeah, because every film now is going to star Christopher Plummer. Instead. In the, in the Usual Suspects, starring Christopher Plummer. Do you think they're going to put Plummer in retrospectively into these films? They're going to all, like, uh, new edition Star Wars it. They go yeah. back and, like, put Jabber in as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just why not? Yeah. Put a little creature that pops up and goes... Then runs off for no reason. Did you know that Spielberg took all the guns and cigarettes out of E.T.? For one edition on DVD and, and they replaced it with walkie-talkies. And that was he it. He has since gone on record as saying he regretted doing that. It was stupid. So that that version isn't going to be... It's, you can probably released... still get it on DVD. But... Silly, isn't it? Yeah, why, be... why was he like, oh, I'm sick of people smoking and No, because it, guns. Was, it was that revisionist part of the early 2000s where all of a sudden technology could like improve your special effects, so which is got, why yeah. Lucas did what he did to Star Wars yeah. and they could but go back Spielberg and trick Spielberg flirted with it as well. Yeah, he was nearly going to do Jaws as well. He nearly went in to change Jaws and update it. In... And take the cigarettes out. Well, no, just like make the shark look better and yeah. that kind of thing. But that's part of the charm. It's not worth doing that. It's not with leave it alone leave it alone um anyway he forced to pay uh the ransom he eventually gave in and loaned his son the money to pay the ransom but forced him to pay it back i cannot believe that <laughs> <What comes? laughs> he's had his ear cut off yeah did he suspect his son was was i mean i don't think so but i don't know all the details of the case 
Getty later defended himself, saying that giving in to the initial demand would have placed his 14 other grandchildren at risk. Yeah, okay. I know they sent the ear in the post, but I was thinking of the other 14 kids I don't speak to, yeah. you know, who I don't talk to and won't give any that money to. so stingy. They need to know that no matter who they kidnap in my family, they're not getting any money, ever. All right? Yeah. Not even little lame Jane has a little bit of a limp. She's not getting any money. I know she has a simple operation that can fix it. Fuck her. I don't know. Not happening. He's a cunt. Anyway, a far more hilarious case of miserly behaviour was when he put a payphone in his London mansion. So guess what? <coughs> Rack up his phone bill. Oh, my, I think my, I think my kids are trapped in a house fire. Do you have a phone? There's a payphone down the corner, love. I don't have any change on me. Oh, uh, you'll have to go pop down the corner shop then. But I've only got a tenner. I just need, I just, does it, t- do I have to put money in the payphone? Yes. How much does it take? $200. Oh, God, I'm going to have to go to the bank account. Hang on. I don't think the I machine... I can loan you it. You just sign here. Yeah? All right. I'm Getty. Do you like my accent? Yeah, it's good. It's very good. This is a nice little scene. I'm enjoying this. It's a nice little playlist. So, sign there, love. And, All right. Uh, right. And done. All right. And now you uh, have to pay the unlocking fee. How much? Oh, God. How much is 300. That? Seriously, I think my family are on fire. I need to okay, just good. Yeah, home. you'll be. Well, yeah, all right. All right. Okay. Yeah, hold it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Hold your. <laughs> <laughs> calm down. Calm down. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, just, yeah, just an unlocking fee. How much? I don't make these rules. You, I, no, you do. I do I mean, make these rules, yes. Yeah. I don't I don't speak to myself. All I, right. I'm totally disconnected from my own mind. How much? 300. £300. $300. I'm American. Oh, as you can tell by my accent. And, oh, God. Uh, well, hand it over. Uh, okay, I've got to go to the bank first. Uh, well, I've got this cash machine here. Oh, okay. It's one right. of these newfangled ATMs. Don't look at my pin. Beep, what? beep, 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 beep. Would you accept the charge? $3,000. <laughs> okay. Yes. It's good robot voice. It's, yeah, got, it's very it? good, yeah. isn't it? Right. <laughs> Here's the money. Here's the money, Mr. Getty. Now oh, I don't. What to... am I going to do with this? You have to go down to the corner shop, get change out, love. Hey? Yeah. All right. See you in a bit. Right. I'm going to uh, have a wink. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That's the only way you could think of ending that. Uh, it did end it, though, didn't it? It did, with you just having John Paul Getty have a wank. Well, uh, yeah. Well, well. Uh, billionaire Hetty Green scammed the free clinic. Now, oh, this is a lady miser. Now, if you've listened to the dollop, they do a full episode about her. Uh, oh, really? It's called The Witch of Wall Street. Um, oh, yeah, that was amazing. This, this is her. So, obviously, they go into a lot of greater detail, but it says here, a lot of tall tales have been told about Green's miserly wakes, most famously that her son's leg had to be amputated because she didn't want to pay the medical bill. A seemingly common miserly trait. Yes. That's all, that's the worst type of thing to do. Really. Her son lost a leg, but the biographer says she did seek treatment for his condition and she did pay the bill. So, bit of bit of a bit of a urban legendy thing building Perhaps. up there. But there are quite a few true stories of her extreme frugality. Despite being insanely wealthy, she did try to use free clinics under a false name. God, she also lived in cheap apartments and rooming houses, saved money, and was notorious for haggling with waiters. Oh God. <laughs> And she's apparently stunk of piss and yeah, stuff. really she badly. Was, yeah, not love. That's, That's another thing with misers; they they build up an odor. I'm a fucking billionaire. You will sniff my grotty oh, nut knocks. Yeah, yeah, nasty. Sniff my pads of a thousand years worth of piss. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I have pebble dashed a pack of my keks so many times. I can feel the lay of the land out there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this brought a story to my mind, Paul. Here we go. Uh, my friend, his mum has no sense of smell. None. None. It's an unfortunate condition that some people uh, suffer Obviously from. Obviously means she can't taste all the stuff, I'd imagine, too. It, yeah, so the taste isn't great. Yeah, you? poor girl. Um, She's a lady. 
poor woman. <laughs> yeah. Poor person. Let's just say poor person. Poor person. They went to uh, the cinema and there was someone who stank of piss really bad. Yeah. Like, sat in front of them, like really bad. She can't s- smell. She's piss, loving the movie. But her, she, her eyes are watering. Oh, right, yeah. so she just absolutely. It's like, what's going on? My eyes are watering. That was like, how bad the ammonic piss smell was. In the front, he smells of piss. Yes. Oh, <laughs> multi-millionaire Wellington R. Burt denied two generations their inheritance. Who is he? Well, he was born 1831, died in 1919, was an American lumber baron that was also one of the wealthiest men of the country in the early 1900s. Burt wasn't particularly miserly in his day-to-day life, but he did famously include a spite clause in his will that kept all of his children and grandchildren from inheriting his $100 million fortune. Oh, mate. You've got to call it a spite clause. You couldn't just call it, you know, Article it, 4. It's a spite clause. The clause That's what they're known as. stipulated that no money would be doled out until 21 years after his last grandchild died. What? His last kid did, however, get small annuities and later got a $5 million chunk thanks to a legal loophole. So one of them got some. But ultimately, this meant that only 12 of his many, many descendants ever received the bulk of his money as he intended. And they didn't get it until 2011, 92 years after he died. Yeah, I think I heard about that. Yeah. That is ridiculous. It's crazy. But apparently there was family feuds and he was just like, ah, fuck him. He didn't like him. Bunch of sh- his fa- he probably looked at his family and thought, what a bunch of fucking wretches. <laughs> yeah. You want this money? You want your kids to have the money? Do you want your kids' kids to have the yeah, money? Yeah. No, I'm going to give it to your kids. Kids, kids, kids. 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 Yeah. And uh, see how that works out yeah, for terrible. you. terrible. And then what do they do? Well, I'm not having kids. I don't know how that works. I d- uh, you've really puzzled me with that last thing you said, Paul. I'm not going to have kids. Yeah, and then you seem to be holding your breath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I not have kids. You sort of hold your breath. I was told no that if you don't... comes out. No, I, that's how, what you do. Don't you know that? If you hold your breath when you orgasm, you don't come. Have you never heard that? That's not true. That is true. That sounds I'll like... you show you. I'm gonna whack in your face. <laughs> come on. No, I'm Paul. Whack in your face. No. And I will come because I'm on my breath. You won't get splattered. All right. That's not true. You're thinking of Kundalini yoga, where you sit quietly. I've never met her. <sighs> sometimes, sure, don't you fucking judge me? Paul. Is that the end of this section? Is it? Uh, no. Rich landlord John Camden Neal refused to his play- repair his tenants' houses. 19, uh, 1780 to 1852. Sounds like someone we know. <laughs> <laughs> it was a landlord notorious of famous for leaving all of his property to Queen Victoria, who accepted it. Do you want some houses, Queen? I'll have them! If he doesn't want them, I'll have them! Yeah. Neil inherited his family fortune and basically spent the last 30 years of his life being a cranky miser. He kept his massive house in Chelsea, sparsely furnished, including going without a bed for a stretch just to save on expenses. He wouldn't spring for an overcoat, and the clothes he did have were in constant disrepair. He had tenants on the vast estates in Buckinghamshire, but he refused to repair their homes when needed. He even neglected church on one of his properties, choosing to stuff the cracks with cotton rather than having them repaired. And it was a mess when it rained in the church. Can imagine it. Oh, we'll end with this one, because this one seems quite nice. Ingvar Kamprad is worth billions, but he only buys his clothes at flea markets. What's wrong with that? He's a hipster. He's a trendy hipster that when you look at him, he doesn't... He's an old cunt. He's an old guy. <laughs> he's an old... He looks very thin. Old cunt who doesn't know what fucking day it is. He was born in 1926 and is the Swedish billionaire and founder of... Ikea. Ikea. I've got that house. I've got a building. I've got things to put in. This is a bed called a flip. This is a cupboard called a hoodly. And this, what is this table called? This is this table is called a... <laughs> I call it sus. <laughs> right, that's And just, I will yeah. build it. 
and they will put it's a screws. Monty Python ripoff. Is, is it? it? Is that what the? No. Yeah, you did the Knights who say near. No, I just that, said I couldn't think of anything. Doesn't mean I was ripping off. Couldn't think of anything. That's for sure. I right, mean, that's the tables, always the, the case. Tables Start the scene again. Hello, welcome to this TV program where I'm interviewing you, Mister Arkenvard. Ingvar, Dun- Ingvar Duncanvard. Right when you- I'm on this show. Okay, what's the fucking name then? Dante, already you have the attitude with me. Well, what's your accent? <laughs> I am. It's Italian. Yes, I, I do TV So I'm now. on the Italian chat show. Yes. And you are Italian. This is okay. And you can understand my Swedish mouth. So, what is this table called? This table is called a he. Uh, not great, but better than before. And this and bed w- is called the Flupletoot. And what are these curtains called? I call these curtains the curtains. <laughs> French now. <laughs> <laughs> and what, I- what is this thing that I put my toothbrush in called? It's called a poopy poops. <laughs> <laughs> right, stop. Let's stop this scene. Fucking please. love it. Christ. The fact that the world's most popular cheap furniture store is about as cheap as Billy Bookcase. It's fucking what? Billy Bookcase. <laughs> What's that? What? That came out of nowhere. He only wears clothes he finds at flea markets, recycles tea bags, pockets salt and pepper packets. Fucking you do that. Buys so Christmas silly. wrapping paper and presents post-holiday sales and only tries to get his hair cut and an extreme discount when visiting developing countries. <laughs> he likes to go to Vietnam for his hair cuts. Wow. I like it in Vietnam. They put the hoop in my flukuhu. And what is this scissors called? They're called the snoop snoop. And what is this shoe called? It's called hukuru. And what is this little ring that I hook my curtain on called? Minge. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is that the end of the show then, Paul? Yeah. Well. That was a nice show. Uh, Wasn't it a lovely show? Uh, I had a lovely show with you. Uh, we should do more like you this. You know what I just remembered? I bought today. What? A skull chupa chup. A skull shape. In the shape of a chul- skull? Yeah. Oh, I'll show you. No, I'm not bothered. I'll show you. What do you mean you're not bothered? You go look for it while I do the wrap up. I'm so. Not doing, look, here it is. I oh, have to look for it. Meant to be doing a wrap up. Oh, let's have a look. Should we have that on an upcoming show? Yeah, we'll save it for another one, look. won't we? Save it. Skull and its yeah, brains yeah, it's are out. Its brains are out, but it's they're white. Out. How to make the skull white and the brains pink? But it's done the other way. Well, it's meant to be green, you can see from the illustration. No, I'm not impressed, mate. It's a Halloween chupa chups. Thank you for supporting Cheap Show on That's Patreon. That's designed by Salvador Dali. He was a surrealist. Is that a fact? He designed the Chipper Chips logo, yeah. Oh, well, I didn't know that. You learnt it now. <laughs> not the best fact. Um, fuck off with that. Put your hand out. I'm not letting put you your hand discipline out. me. I'll put your fucking hand <laughs> no. out for that. I'll fucking... I'll Clip my nails. Imagine... Imagine you've got a bit of your no. scrotum caught in there. Oh, no, mate. No, no, not in the toenail clippers. That would be bad. <gasps> mate. Snip. Oh, don't. Snip. Mate, don't. I puck it up. It's <laughs> fucking bad. I saw this article once. Mate, we're meant people, to be wrapping up. People used to fucking inflate their scrotum for kicks. Great. So, thank you for supporting Cheap Show on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Cheap Show. Give a little, give a lot. Whatever you do, we really appreciate it. It's literally made the show go weekly and kept us uh, making it. So, thank you. You're thank all you so much. Amazing what I started to do people. is print out the names of all of them. Yeah. Never wank. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> so, uh, you can find Cheap Show at the website, the Cheap Show website, thecheapshow.co.uk. Where's that, Paul? And you can find a dedicated page. Is it www. 
thecheapshow.co.uk. www. And you can find a dedicated page for this episode with pictures and videos. So that's www. Uh, or on Twitter, at thecheapshow.co.uk. I'm at Paul Gallon Show. Eli is. Eli Snorri, D-L-I-S-N-O-I-D. <laughs> and if you look for Cheap Show on Reddit or Tumblr or on Facebook, you can find a page and join it and get in on the chat. Thank you very much. And if you want to email us anything, it's thecheapshow at gmail.com. And that's it. That's it for today. <laughs> Party time in my mouth. <laughs> Fucking hell, you're right. Uh, let's, get, let's get a groove on. We're not going to get a groove on. Come on. We're going to have a little breather. Yeah, a little breather. And then then we're come down re- session. Then we're going to record another episode. I'm going to get jacked up with more Cheap Show. More. We're gonna come down, and then we're gonna the go mainline cheap show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah, I don't know. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.